Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast, number 123, uh, coming to you live after a frantic transfer deadline day. Uh, I feel like I say this every year, but probably one of the better transfer windows in recent memory, at least. A lot of shit happened, not only for Spartan, but world football. Anyways, getting back to the panel, starting off with my main man, Sam. Sam, how's it going, bro? Yeah, good. I mean, I've just finished work. I've sat in this chair for like eight and a half hours straight and probably going to be another two more. But, uh, <laughs> um, um, great to be here. Um, like you said, great transfer window all around. And yeah, we've got a lot to get into, you know, from the cow, transfer window, Portugal. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're, we're going to get get through it all. Facts, facts. And last but not least, joined by our main man, Christian. Christian, how's it doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, tough, tough game. Uh, we all predicted that we would get the streak, the the black streak against Famalicão over with, but it, it lives on in infamy. Um, but I think we uh, at least can feel content or safe with the results of yesterday, um, and ready to uh, attack these uh, these competitions, uh, knowing you know exactly what we'll be working with now. Fuck. And two back-to-back huge games, which is uh, which is great. But luckily, we didn't let anybody go to uh, their national team, so that's even better, man. Uh, let's uh, go with the uh, Twitter questions. Uh, starting off with our uh, with Tori. Um, what is it? It's at her channel seventeen. Toriana, shout out to Toriana. Uh, she has a few questions, but um, first question I'll ask you, Chris. Uh, where do you see, uh, or I'll ask both of you, but Chris, I'll start with you. Where do you see Spartan finish this season, biased aside? Everybody knows my answer. Top two for sure. I agree. I agree. How about you, Sam? Hopefully top one. Yeah, top two. Um, I think Benfica are definitely the challengers. Porto look like the underdogs, but Porto can still do do bits. So nice. I think probably the top two. But no disrespect to Porto, but I think their team is probably the third strongest at the moment. I agree. I agree. Um, do you think we have the team to do something in the Champions League? Um, or or what, what do you think we can do in the Champions League? Sam, I'll start down with you. Well, the group was definitely... Um, did we do the podcast after the group? We did. Or, we did. Yeah, it was that day. It was that day, I think. Yeah, that was it. Um, or was it? Or was it the day before? I don't think no, I don't think we have. That's a good point. Did we never right. talk about our group? I don't think we did. Yeah, that's it was a good the day point. before because it was we spoke. Oh, we were previewing the draw. Yes, yes, yes. So okay, oh, okay, for sure, group. Everybody should know, but the group Dortmund, Ajax, Besiktas, a doable group, favorable, could mm-hmm. be worse. You know, could could have but, the yeah. luck like uh, Befik and Porto with uh, with their draws. Porto especially, they had ooh, Liverpool, Atleti, and Wolfsburg third or AC Milan. No AC, yes. Yeah. Um, Befica's was Barca, Bayern, and Kiev. And, uh, Kiev. There you go. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. That's right. Demo uh, Kiev. Well, no disrespect. They're not just a city. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think... Um, I think anything below top two should be looked at as a failure. I think Dortmund should be number one. They've got still a good team, even after selling Sancho. I, I, I can't claim to know a lot about their team at the moment, but they're always sort of in that in that realm of being a Champions League team. Um, Bajikas, always tough away game. You know, some good quality players are there as well. But 
I th do and do we have the tools to do it? I think so. Does Amorim need to change a few things? Um, I think so, especially with Nuno Mendes going. I think it's definitely good, it's going to make the task more difficult. But I th I think we can get second. If not, I I see we us going on a, a lengthy run of Europa League. But hopefully we have the tools to at least finish second, get round of sixteen, and probably get pummeled by Bayern again. So. Yeah, I think round of 16, or round of 32. I can't remember what it is. I think it's round 32. Yeah, it's 16 in the Champions League. 16, yeah. Oh, okay, 16, yeah. How about you, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the uh, the expectation is to, to match club history, which has reached the knockout round that's only been done once. And I guess if we can pass one elimination round, that is making club history then. So... I think either of those outcomes are. I wouldn't say that. I would. I would say that matching club history of advancing out of the group is probably expected based on the draw. Um, would be disappointing to finish third. Would be catastrophic to crash out completely. I think that's how I would rate the uh, evaluation meter there. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was you or Sam, or it could have been even Patrick that said it in our chat, and I thousand percent agree with it. You guys are saying, like, you can realistically see us finishing in any position in this group. Like, I can see us topping the group. You know, I can see us getting an, a, a result at home against Dortmund, maybe a draw away. I can see us losing both games. I can see us coming second. I can see us coming third. I can see us coming fourth, man. It, it's, a, it's a good group to be on where I think most of the groups we can see eye to eye against. It's not like, like I was mentioning, it's not like we have a Bayern or a Barca. But at the same time, like, I can, with with that being said, I can definitely see us being in fourth because we're so evenly matched with uh, most teams. I think we have to just beat Besiktas and then, you know, we do what we can do if, uh, with the other two. Um, those games against Ajax at home, though, that's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting one. It'll set, it'll set the tone for like what to exactly. expect, I feel like. Exactly. I'm worried. I'm worried if we don't get a res the result we want at home against Ajax, it's going to, I don't know. We're a young squad, man. I, I can see the nerves, like even with the family count game that we'll get into, I can see the nerves kick in the moment we go one, nothing down sort of thing. So if we lose the first game in the champions league, I wonder how we can maybe bounce back mentally, but let me knock on wood. So that doesn't happen. So I don't have to find out those questions, you know, um, next question from Toriana. She asks, does uh, Amuding have to switch up his tactics this season or playing the same way is fine. Uh, okay. There's two more questions. Sorry. So, Switching up his tactics? What do you guys think? I don't think he needs to switch. I mean, maybe he needs to switch up the personnel, but I don't think his tactics need to change. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, um, I think the only thing needed to change, which is technically the last question as well, is just that we needed more bodies, and that was a striker. But in terms of his yeah. tactics, I mean, if you look how many chances Paulinho missed, and I'm not putting it all on him, but if those go in, then everyone's applauding Amarim's tactics, you know. But um, I don't know. I I, I think we're okay. Don't, like, don't change what isn't broken. You know, a draw is not the end of the world. So yeah, I, I think we'll be all right. I was waiting for that because remember when we were we were obviously in the same same exact position on the on the Balassi Hesse Fernando deadline day, and they were like kind of trying to convince us that like. Each of them were were actually a striker, but just in like different ways. I was waiting for the for the spin to be like Sarabia is like a false nine, actually, but they didn't even try that shit. So thankfully, no one. Not gonna... yet. 
Not yet, at least. No one's. But Brandon now hasn't spoken in a while. We don't know what coming. the plan is for him. Actually, maybe he, maybe they think he's gonna be like a false nine. I don't fucking know, man. That would be crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Are, are we gonna regret the last question? Are we gonna get regret getting another striker? I mean, like you said, maybe they'll spin Sarabia. Maybe they'll spin Jovan. Is actually yeah. I'd say striker. he's actually probably one of the more likely candidates to be the center forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like we're I, I'm scared. I, I feel like we will regret not getting another striker. Uh, it doesn't have to. I know we were floating around Slimani and stuff. It doesn't have to necessarily be Slimani, but um, anyone would have done at this point. But uh, but yeah. What about you, Sam? What did you think? Yeah, um, I think we're going to regret it sooner or later when it comes to be an injury or just you know Paulinho may kick on at some point, but. There's obviously a glaring hole in the team, and I mean, any any, any look at Benfica. They have like three competent strikers who can get a goal anytime. Porto have, have two from the top of my head, but we don't realistically have a single one. So it's definitely going to come. Yeah, got like point seven five total. Yeah, <laughs> like we we definitely should have got kept like Pedro Mendes or or Pedro Marx or just just anyone. I think because. We've got two. Well, we got Paulinho, who's a striker. Thiago Tomas is just sort of in the middle. So, I we're going to regret it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, next question comes in from uh, Richard Nevz at Richard underscore N seven. How dumb is Fernand Sens for not calling Matheus Nunes to the national team, then doubling back and promising him a call up in October because Brazil was like, ah, yeah, we want him. Uh, just call him up now instead of in a month. Uh, how dumb? How lucky? Is <laughs> my question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly because Matthias Nunes wants to play for Portugal. I mean, if he was undecided in any way, I think that he probably would have gone. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, I guess he considers Portugal more his home or he'd rather play for Portugal. Uh, or he thinks it's more convenient. He, he wants to have a career in Europe, you know, long term. I don't know what went into the thinking, but uh, yeah, I think that that's probably the main thing that is saving for that sense more than anything <laughs> is the player's yeah. desire. I, I also I wonder how much of uh, him wanting to play Ajax and Porto have to do with him not going to Brazil. You know, because I think if any other year like COVID doesn't exist, he's taking that Brazilian call up. I think he even said on the podcast that he did uh, two, three weeks ago that was released at least. He he would he's going to whoever calls him up first. So, I mean, crazy, lucky man. Uh, next question comes in from uh, Creator at uh, Creator with a zero and a ninety. Um, they ask: uh, We have a few loans, Vinav, Poru, and now Sarab, uh, Sarabia. Uh, do you think we will be able to buy? All these players and splash a lot of the Nunu Minge money. I'll ask both of you, but I'll start with you, Sam. Uh, Vinegar and Poro, yeah. Um, Sarabia, I don't think stays either way. Um, he's still relatively young, and I think he's, you know, he's he's one. He played a lot of games last season for one of the best teams in the world. Um, it was a good loan deal to get him in, but there's no option to buy for a reason. One, I don't think we could afford the fee, and let alone his wages. But Vinagra and Poro, especially with 
if if we get the new Mendes money, seems like um seems like a a certain, especially if we get some of the Champions League money as well, if we qualify even get into the Europa League. Yeah, we get like we there. get like sixteen million more. I mean each win is like two or three million, right? So we win like four group stage games. I mean, we're talking bread, we're advancing sixteen mil. It's like we can make like thirty more mil, you know, just by doing pretty good, you know, in the Champions League. So yeah, there's still money to be made out there for sure. Especially because yeah. apparently we got rid of ten million worth of salary in the players we got rid of during the transfer window. So they're obviously cleaning up house for a reason. And if they're gonna splash out on someone else or just make sure they can afford everyone. I mean, the signs are there, so I think we will be able to afford them, just not Sarabia, though. Yeah, and uh, just to quickly get, because I was just uh, curious on his numbers, 37 games, 7 goals, 4 assists last season. Um, 27 games in the in the uh, French League, 4 games in the Champions League. And I believe he had, how many goals did he have for the Euros? I think one or two, right? Two, I think. Uh, yeah. Two goals in the Euros and an assist. Uh, crashed out to Italy, the eventual champions in the semifinals, was a starter, I believe, in like three of those games. So, um, uh, like I said, we're, well, I'm excited, man. We're, we're getting a stud uh, in Sarabia. Um, yeah, next question comes in from uh, Paul Rodriguez at Paul J-Rod. Uh, should Sporting uh, target Ivan uh, Jaime or Jamie from Familical in January? I'm tired of him doing so well against Sporting. He's young. Possible replacement for Pot. Uh, creator saying easy deal, 6.5 for 50% or traditional Familicon discount. Um, got the goal against us, I believe, right? Got the goal against us. Um, Assist. This weekend. Goal. Assist. I know. No. Oh, sorry. Maybe I'm thinking he missed. He missed a, sh- a chance that was like, it seemed like it was going to be a goal. He did uh, not score. Who scored for them? Oh, it was an own goal, right? It was a uh, Nunu Min's own goal. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. But he almost got a goal at least uh, against us. But yeah, um, Ivan Jaime, what do you think of him, uh, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always thought he's kind of annoying. Like you know, just like the kind of player who's annoying to play against. I don't know how good of a signing he'd actually be for us right now. I mean, the deals with Family Gone are getting to the point where it's like the deals with Braga at this point. It's like the poison chalice, you know. <laughs> we'll just keep going back for more. I I mean, I'm probably all set. We have a shit ton of wingers right now. Um I yeah. I mean we'll see. We'll see how he continues to develop this year, right? If he if he keeps taking a step forward or if he, you know, is like Edwards and he kind of regresses a little bit. So I he's one to track for sure. I, I'll say I'll say that much. I agree. I think he's in the top three uh, in Portugal by the, this time next season. Um, next question comes in from our boy Nunu Gabriel. Uh, he asks, do you think Balingu and Tete will hold us over until January transfer market? Or do you think we'll have to dip into the B team and or the U23s for an extra striker? Or do you think Sarabia will fit in like we mentioned? Um, what do you think, Sam? No, I feel like Amarim's too stubborn to call anyone else. I think if anyone does sort of fill in, it will be Jovan. Um, but I don't see anyone from the B team or under 23 is ready to make that jump, even if it is sort of for a backup. But um, yeah, the only person I can think is, is Jovan to go in there. Or even if he, he might trial, I don't know, another winger. I think he, he'll trial, trial someone else before dipping into the B team. But yeah, um, 
I, it's difficult because we did well. We still won the league with Paulinho and Titi last year. So, but I think it's a different league now, and we get the, our team is getting sussed out a bit more, especially with Paulinho missing so many sort of one on ones and and sitters. So, I think if if we do lose a game in in the league from here until January, it's going to be sort of alarm bells ringing, especially if it's against Porto as well. I feel like I feel like a lot of fans will start to not turn on Amorim, but sort of. Like question why a striker wasn't brought in. I mean, they're already doing so. Like at least on Twitter, uh, everybody's going mad that we didn't bring in Slimani. Is he on even on a free? Like, is was that for sure confirmed? No, he, he played last game. He come off the bench and played like fifteen minutes, and then I think it was a nil nil or a one one or something. But yeah, oh. he, he's still contracted to to Leon. I don't know if they were ready to, to give him away on a free, but he he definitely still played last game. So yeah, so there you go. I don't know what the what the whining is about. I I get that we ne- need another striker. That's one thing, but uh, I'm actually more so of your. Even though I would lo- I would love Slimani, and I think he would score some of the headers uh, that Paulinho had a chance on. But I think I'm I'm in agreement with you, Sam. Where you know we're we're letting our nostalgia uh, more so take in rather than uh, you know our logic. Um, you guys watched the the Portugal game today, so if you guys want to mention it, go ahead. But next question from Nuno Gabriel is: uh, Are you guys from such out or in and Francisco da Silva saying out totally. I've been That's out for a while. Yeah. I think I've been an out for a long time too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know who they'd bring in, but I don't really trust them with that either. But you know, I, I feel like even <laughs> though a lot of people don't like him, Consasal seems like a perfect fit because he's always like play for the badge, play for the shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Whereas like I feel like Fernando Santos like at half time, just just is like just quiet and doesn't say anything. He, like I don't know. I feel like we need that sort of fire in the team. But then again, that means Otavio playing a lot more, so it's a lose lose situation. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. Next question comes in from uh, Anthony Menez. Uh, he asks, "Is what Kuzma had started the season well at Tondela? He had actually a stellar game against Befica. Unlucky on their second goal. Uh, seems like he could have earned a place in the squad this season. Thoughts on whether he'll be uh, a mainstay in the team or is he simply not an Amurin guy?" Chris, I'll give that one to you, dude. He definitely had a place in the team. I just think that the place in the team wasn't was. They figured it was more worthwhile to have him get regular minutes than be the fourth or fifth center back for our team. Um, and I mean, if he keeps playing this well, like all season, then he will probably play next year. It's pretty simple. I mean, I could see Fidal being his last year. I I could see a sold like there will be spots open for sure. And if he keeps, if he keeps playing well, one of them could be his. It would be pretty cool to have Kowats and then Anasio and Kodesma flanking him. <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, next question comes in from uh, Creator. Again, one out of 10, what would you rate our overall dealings, uh, transfers in and out? Uh, we'll save that for later because I'm actually going to go through, um, at least for the main team and then the, even some of the youngsters that we got in. Uh, but shout out to you, creator. Uh, next question comes in from Jordan Asika. Uh, one, will Pedro Gonzalez be fit to start the Champions League tie versus Ajax? Uh, and two, what style do we expect Amorim to play now with uh, 
uh, Sarabia joining, likely formation in which uh, will be more threatening towards of Consalge and Sarabria. Um, so, uh, Sam, I I'll up this one before even Champions League. Will Pizzi Gonzalez play against Porto? What do you think, dude? Come on, we know no one's injured. Like, <laughs> or even if they are, it's like a tiny little like bruise or something. There's I no they are honestly like pretty savage with it though. Yeah. That they got them to do it, and then Benfica got Vertonghen out of the Belgium game today. It's like, damn, I get the Portugal national team. I obviously have influence, but they have influence like that in the Belgian national team. Sheesh. Yeah, he, he's. they're all starting against Porto. I, I'll <laughs> bet any money that none of them are injured. Knee inflammation on Kawats. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, he's going to have to court. Like, I get the South American thing because they'd have to quarantine and miss those two games, right? Yeah. But it's and like, I mean, who's are people? People gotta go and play the games, right? Oh God, they went. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's weird. Like, I, I get Quats because he would just be riding the bench for Godin and um, and Jimenez, anyways. So like, he might as well stay. But it's like, are they going? Atletico is gonna could have important game. You know, it's like I feel like a lot of these guys could have an excuse, and then at the end of the day, it's like, all right, who who's left here? Who do I got to even play choose from? You know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know if that's just a Portugal rule, if that's a European rule, but I'm assuming, yeah, it's European. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably like how it depends on if that country's on the red list. And it's like, I imagine probably a lot of the South American countries are just on the red list for the European Union. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, yeah, what, do, what style do we expect of Amurin to play with Sarabia? Um, I'll, I'll even take it a further a bit because I don't think the formation will change, but uh, I'll ask both of you, Sam, I'll start with you. Uh, our front three, what's our front three going to look like? If I were to guess, I would say Pot on the right, Paulinho up top, and then Sarabia on the left. I feel like Jovan's probably the most replaceable one, and I don't mean that to sound harsh, but he is. Um, unless you take out a midfielder, if you take out Matius Nunes and put Sarabia there, but I don't think, I, I think Amarim likes Matius Nunes too much. Um, so I, I, th I think he's going to start on the left side where Jovan has been, and then Jovan to come off the bench as like a super sub. So yeah, I, I'm, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to go for. Fair enough. Do you agree, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I was seeing some things. It was like uh, P Pablo, Poth, and Paulinho, and I was like, uh, one of these. PPP. One of these, I don't know. I mean, pretty sure we were, everyone was shitting on one of these three, like, aggressively. Like, 48 hours ago. Deservedly. Now it's like we're flexing our fucking front three. You know, it's like, I don't know how like, intimidating that is for other fans. Like, Paulinho. They've got Paulinho. Sucks. Michael Fortuna bring up a good point where, and I, I might agree with him, uh, we're in the central battle of Vinak for the left wing back position because I think Amudin likes Rage more as a center back and we're thin on center backs now. Yeah, Plata, I mean, Plata really could never do it, I feel like. Amudin tried to, t to have him be the right wing back and it just really never worked out. So, yeah, hopefully New Sense can, uh, it'll work out for him. Hopefully, Nunesense isn't really that defensive, though. Because the left I, wing is pretty clogged now as far as his uh, playing time is concerned, you know? 
And uh, Johnny asking, well, yeah. Nunesan uh, is going to be the odd man out. I think it might be Jovan. I think Ricardo was just saying that right now. Jovan is so inconsistent, unfortunately. If Jovan was regular, she's best winger in the league for miles. I agree. But Emery loves Jovan, though, also, though. I, I mean, what's not to love about the kid? But then he's just – he goes missing too often, you know? Yeah, he's not afraid to take him as out. Well. Tabata is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, Tabata is the, uh, the lost yeah. man, dude. He's lost in the deepest roster we've ever had. Honestly, it's a like, shame. He's, guy. he's like fourth string at every position he plays. A question on Tabata: Do you think we're because it's this year that's coming up? Are we triggering that buyout clause? We reactivating that fifteen more percent? I don't know. Is it I just fifteen or is it fifty? I don't I know like what a, it is. I think it's I like, isn't that. it like ten percent at a time for like a couple of years until it gets to fifty? I think, I, think like, we, I, think we bought, to... I think we bought 50 before because we had 10, then we bought an extra 40 when he, he had that really good like, purple patch of form. And can then, we get to 100? I think or can so. we only get to like 80? I think it's 100 really? we can get to. Okay. But I think I think we will just because I feel like there's a lot of more resale value in him anyway. He's young. Presumably. He has market. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. He has more market than honestly like Nuno Sense does probably, right? External yeah. market. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, I'll save this question for Nunu right at the end, so we can transition to the to uh, the obviously uh, obvious deal that we've been like talking about for a little bit. Uh, Rick, Rick asks, how has Sporting been able to acquire two of the top three FC Porto prospects this summer? <laughs> of course, getting Estevez uh, earlier, now getting uh, Andre Cruz, and sending uh, top model Rodrigo Fernandes the other way around. No one cares. Um, Nobody cares. Does yeah? I was gonna ask. What do we think about this? Because I don't. I didn't know too much about Andre Cruz, but he's looking like a top prospect. It doesn't before. even matter if he's good or not. We got <laughs> rid of like, the, yeah. Yeah, Rodrigo Fernandez is gone, and like it's like if that move just happened alone, no one cares. And if it's like if this guy turns out to be pretty good, then you know, win-win. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm really sorry. I spoke to a few Porto fans and they said they were pissed because apparently that guy's supposed to be like the next. He's still thing. 17 too. Like he's a, he's a, he's a far less mature prospect than the other guy is uh, Rodrigo, right? He's like 20, you know, he's, he's getting yeah. to that age where it's like, dude, you know, like it's time to play like in the first team now, you know, uh, and but to be fair, of what I've seen of Rodrigo, yeah, for sure. Sorry. And what I've seen of Rodrigo, I'm not like all that impressed. Like the Europa yeah. League games that I seen him play no, last season, dude, I've never right. been impressed. And he honestly <laughs> like was struggling to get minutes like last season. I feel like at all. And he's also not popular with the fans, which also never helps anyone in the Portuguese league at all. Yeah, and also like he just only posts thirst traps, which is just like <laughs> I don't know, like not. It's like I guess it's a recipe to get like female like fans, but like. As far as like the breakdown of most clubs, they're gonna skew male heavy, so like it's not gonna get you more fans by doing that. Um, he, like he like if you just looked at his account, you wouldn't even know he played for Sporting. You know, it's just like it's just like this dude. It's just like this is just like an attractive dude on the internet. It's like now he plays for Sporting also somehow allegedly. <laughs> yeah, facts. Um, all right, and then Nunu's last uh, our last question to transition it to the. Uh, Transfer dealings, in your guys' opinion, how did we make out of the Nunu Minj deal, taking into consideration the value and loan uh, we got in return, of course? So, yeah, $7 million loan for the year, a potential $8 million buyout, 
Um, it's not mandatory, but an eight, uh, sorry, a 40 million buyout PSG can give us uh, for Nuno Mins. And then, of course, they're also paying all of Sarabia's wages. I think I seen it in the chat earlier. Um, so where is it here? Like three it's like, point. It's almost. It's like almost eight million. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. There yeah. it is. Three point eight million euros after taxes would be about seven point six millions a year to keep them. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think of uh, the the transfer the transfer deadline day uh, bombshell? Chris, I'll start with you because you've been predicting this. I mean, I, as far as Sarabia is concerned, I think that um, to be like a lot of our deals that have gotten like the players that we've been able to get, right? It's like. We were, it's like, it's obvious how we got them, right? And I think Sarabia was very close to a move to Atletico Madrid that, like, fell through um, on the final day. So that's how he even got it. Like, Sarabia is a coup because, like, he's a really, really, really good player. Um, like, I feel like that's why Sarabia is a coup. But it's, like, obviously our connections to the, the people involved at these uh, Atletico Madrid and, you know, PSG allowed this even to, to happen and materialize in the first place. So uh, yeah, that is pretty good. As far as, like, the transfer itself, I mean, I did not think that there was any shot that we would get above 35. I thought, like, 35 was probably the peak of what we were going to be able to return. So the fact that it's 40 leads me to think that this is a good deal. The And then the $7 million loan fee convinces me that, Barring anything incredibly unforeseen, that come next summer, that that forty is it's, it's more it's basically a formality that it's going to be activated, um, and also PSG are, you know, running from the law always, you know, as far as like <laughs> cooking the books. So we're helping them do that as well. So I I I, I can buy that, and, and the seven million is a, is a fat enough loan fee where I it honestly makes me very very certain that that's going to happen. The one thing that remains to be seen is as far as like, I, I mean, I have really no complaints about the monetary, uh, the monetary return, but I mean, there is the one aspect of this, these monetary returns that we hasn't been revealed yet, which is like, what percent of is going to get a cutout and like, is this fee very inflated because like, it's like the fucking, the Vieta, what's his name? Fabio Vieta. He went to Wolves. I forget yeah. his name. That, that was Fabio. Vitinga? Vitinga? No, Vitinga no, the other one. one. The one Fabio. with the long curly Fabio hair. Fabio Silva. Silva. Yeah, yeah. That was like a, that was a 40 million euro deal too. And like, I think Porto got like 18. So are we, is that the deal? I hope not. Right. And I, I think we might not actually end up knowing that until it's activated. Right. So we might have to wait a year to ever even know what percent is being taken until it actually happens. But yeah, I hope that that's not the case. I hope it's just our standard, you know, 20% or whatever, which still sucks. But like, yeah, I hope it's not something, something absurd. And that's the reason why the deal, like, cause basically if you think about it, right. So I think I just saw in the chat. Yeah. It's basically 50, 50 million, 50 million euro deal. Right. I mean, that's pretty good, right? That's basically what we have for Bruno uh -huh. Fernandes, you know? Um, I don't know if there's any uh, incentives and I think we get a future sale too. Like, it's a, it, I, I think it's a pretty good deal. It's probably one of the best deals they've ever done as based on the information that's available. Agreed. How about you, Sam? 
What scares me is that it's not an obligation, it's an option. And we don't know if it's going to be an obligation after a few games. And we know Nuno Mendes is very injury prone, especially towards the tail end of last season. There could be a situation where he gets injured and PSG don't want to risk him. Um, the, like anything can happen. And that does scare me. But on the face of it, the 40 million, like Chris said, 50, it's like 50 million in total. Loan, the loan fee is big enough anyway that I think it, it makes sense and there's obviously some financial fair play in, uh, going going into it as well do I think it the only reason why I'm not sure, sure I'm satisfied is just he's probably one of the biggest like young players we've ever had in terms of like global um like eyes on him like called up to the national team at 19 linked to Man City linked to Barcelona like we all did the tweeting on the account last year he was linked to like 20 different teams so is 47 million enough for our, our best youngster of the last 15 20 years i i don't know but um it's it's not the worst deal i've ever seen there has been worse deals that we've made um in terms of outgoings so i think here's how i see it. if the if the transfer fee is 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 done and like he is bought out for 40 million then yeah, it's a good deal. But if it happens that he gets injured or something, then we're, we're fucked, basically. Yeah, and that's another thing I was going to say because he's been so injury-prone these last few years that um, – but he's young. That's that's the other thing that, in, that has me encouraged that they will spend the $40 million, um, but he has been so injury-prone that if he doesn't play all – like um, the majority of this season um, – because who's their left back? I can't think of PSG's other left back right now. Bernat left. Or Kuzawa. Didn't, didn't he leave? Kuzawa. Okay, he's washed. So, I mean, there's no uh, – to me, I don't think there, – there isn't really a, a, a better left back uh, than Nuno Minj. Uh, as Ricardo is saying, he's already top five in the world. I mean, in terms of youngster, I can only really make the argument that, like, Alfonso Davies is better than him, right? Um, so that's at least encouraging that they will pay that. Uh, to your point of is $40 million enough, for a, the, Luke one of Shaw, our top bro. Or what are you talking Stop about? Stop this. Stop this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Luke Shaw have the same body type. <laughs> and the same stamina. <laughs> um, but what I was saying, in terms of the 40 million, like I don't want to get on, on Fernandez's back because I actually do think this is a good deal. But it's like one of the best midfielders in the world currently. We only got like 55 million for him. You know what I mean? So it's on par with the sort of dealings we've been doing. Um the other thing that I've I've noticed, at least, uh, in terms of outgoings, I mean, you can see here a lot of, of free transfers, a lot of loans. Um, in terms of market value that we've gotten, all right, $7 million from the loan fee, $4.5 for max. Uh, this is just assuming we're seeing all of it, right? Like, who knows agent fees? It, it's about $15 million that we've brought in from all the other random transfers. It includes exactly. the, the piece of the guy who went from – uh, Tondela to uh, Armenia Bielefeld, and it includes a bunch of other random transfers that we owned a future fee on, um, and it totals like fifteen million. So now the seven, we netted like twenty two immediately, and it could be you know if plus forty in the future. Um, I, I think that as far as like the Parus Buraks, like it doesn't look that bad financially if we can make a run in the Champions League. There's exactly. a lot of buraks still to fill, but um, I they they could be they could have a lot more money like 
they could be holding a lot more money come June 2022 than they've ever had in their hands at once, you know? Mm -hmm. I, like what I was saying, like just even on the immediate, like looking at the transfer market, we're, we're, we're still in the positive, you know, we spent 11 million in, in transfers, you know, a lot of them were free transfers. Of course, we still could spend. It's going to be 10. We're not, spend 10. We're not, exactly. we're not, yeah, yeah. And even Virginia, like we'll probably spend, what was his buyout? Like 3.5? Yeah, I think. Some say so five, but I think it's 3.5. Yeah. So 3.5 to five, like I still think we're going to, we're going to catch that. I mean, Matilj uh, ended up, Matilj Oliveira ended up rescinding his contract. Even Neil do. Did we even loan him out? We did to, we did. um, who did Bull Gizella play? Gizella. Yeah. He's permanent. He's Diaby, he's are we going to get yeah. a, oh, true. He terminated his contract. Diaby, are we going to get money from him? No, he terminated. Bataglia, are we going to get money from him? Enrique, are we going to get money from Dumbia rescinded today, correct? Or no, he, he's he's loaned. He's loaned. He's got an option to buy though. I think he's three million. Yeah, he has an option to buy. I don't think Vitaglia has an option to buy. To be honest. Yeah, he he's just loaned. He's just a dead weight, man. Platter has an option yeah. to buy ten million. That's as well. yeah. That's Which definitely good... will be Potential. heavily dependent on if they get promoted. I feel like, like yeah. there's no shot they're dropping ten mil if they don't get promoted, and he doesn't like pop off. Yeah. You know? The good thing is, I think he'll finally get the minutes that he wants and deserves. For sure, for he's, a, sure. he's a talented kid. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, we all like him here. It's just he, he, he's unfortunate to come into like one of the best fucking sporting teams. I mean, we won the fucking league last year, right? Um, another big one that I want to know all your guys' opinion because it's one that took me by shock. I don't know about you guys. Joelson going to uh, Basel, um, and Danny, uh, click on an option to when buy. is his. Uh... Click on Joelson. When does his contract expire? Because he's on a two-year loan. Um, Did you miss him? Oh, I he's on the B team. Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to say he's on the B team. Hold on. I have it open on another window. He he's a, he's a two-year loan, I think. With, a, with What's his option to buy? I think it, it's about it's, 10 mil as well, isn't it? It's one loan and an option. We can call him back for free if he does well in the first year. But if mm -hmm. he... But he can. But if we say, "Oh, we're fine," and let him go up for another year, then they can trigger an option. I think of ten million, which I, I don't think Basel spent that much on like a single transfer. I, I can't remember them spending uh, over like ten million for a player, so it might be like a record fee for them. When's this contract going to with Sporting Day? Uh, it doesn't say here. At least let me see where it is. Because did he ever just says he joined twenty twenty one? Sorry, see that? Did he end or end up renewing his contract? I think I feel like he did. Yeah, I feel yeah, like he did he too. Did. Um, where would I see his contract here with Sporting? Uh, Is Google like Wilson Fernandes Contratu and like see if there's a recorded article? But I, I think it's a good deal for him and also a good deal for us because I I think we did have a buyback clause inserted, or at least a percentage of of a fee. Yeah, I think it's 10 or 15% maybe of a future sale. There we go. So September 2020. Um, da, 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 da. Doesn't even say his. Oh, my God. Doesn't say, like, the fucking year, eh? 
It just said that we was like we renewed his contract with a sixty million buyout or a sixty million. Uh, so I actually yeah, saw something very interesting about this, and I'd be curious to see what you said because it, that is identical to what just occurred. So maybe the years weren't renewed; it was just the salary raised and the buyout increased. And I mean, Nuno Men's renewed his contract not that long ago, right? And the buyout increased, and the salary increased, and presumably the agent got a fee. And then basically we're still just letting him go for 40. Like the point of these clauses literally is, is pointless. Like they, they serve no purpose. They are fake. Even if a buyout is triggered, they sometimes clubs are like, uh, we're still just going to keep him. It's not like he can automatically go if the buyout's triggered. So it's like when they renew and they only increase the buyout, I think it's like literally sporting like laundering money to agents basically because <laughs> nothing is happening except like the player getting more money and like the buyout increasing. So I don't really like, I, I, I think that there's like definitely like a sus practice going on there that like <laughs> needs to be looked into because yeah, I mean, do I disagree with letting Nunez go for 40 million plus seven? No, but like his clause was what? Like fucking 70 or whatever, but it's like, it's, it's meaningless, you know. It's also we couldn't get we couldn't get City to pay on it. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. No, I was just doing my little research as well. So, um, FC Basel's record fee for a transfer that they've they've splashed out is five point two million, which was last year for a guy called Matthias Palacios. So it doesn't look like they have the funds to to splash ten million on Joelson. But just also a quick one: their eighth most expensive record signing is Andres Borá for three point eight million. So, <laughs> well, that was a fun fact to, to put out there. <laughs> yeah, so they're saying 2023. That's when the option, that's when the, sorry, the loan um, ends. So it's uh, like, yeah, I think if we don't bring him back after next year, he's gone, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, which is, yeah. Let's talk. I, I, I also did read that we have a, a rebuyback clause. So yeah. I'm not sure exactly on how that works in terms of, because if, if, um, if, if his clause is 10, what's the buyback? Like 15? It's like he's, it kind of like assumes he's a superstar, but we get a discount on him, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I didn't see, I can't remember if I've seen a, uh, um, a, like a, an option to buy, like anywhere, to be honest, like how much that is. I've just seen that there is. I've only seen like it. one tweet saying around 10, but I don't know like what the source of that is or like who mm -hmm. even said that. And I, I think if we don't have a buyback clause, we have like a first refusal if he gets sold. I, I think. Oh, I see. Okay. So we can, mm -hmm. it's like a restricted free agent in, uh, in NBA where you yeah. can match, mm -hmm. match any deal. That's what I've seen mm. on, on Twitter. So but if so, if like Man U offers him insane wages or whatever, we're gonna match that. No, you know, no, no yeah. way. exactly. Um, all right, that's basically our outgoings and incomings. Um, you know, we went through most of them. I just had one question to ask you guys, uh, and we're gonna slightly talk about it. Um, with our or we're gonna slightly talk about our rivals here. Let me bring it up real quick. Um, and that's Lazaro going to uh Befica from Inter. Um, where is the guy there? Uh, right here. It's a loan with an option to, or, or a mandatory two, option. Two-year loan, I think. Two-year loan, but on the second year, they have to pay for it or something like that? Yeah, I think it's mandatory on the second year. There you go. So 7.5 million could go all the way up to 10, if I remember correctly. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Um, and because obviously it's related to sporting, 
Uh, what do you guys what do you guys make of this whole dealing, of this, especially with Joan Mari going the other way? The thing is that what, uh, people are saying like it's it's cover for for John Mario and like just to like sort of like balance out the books. But at the end of the day, if we go to FIFA, Benfica aren't going to be in trouble because at the end of the day, they they've just signed a player who was mm-hmm. on a, on a free. It's Inter that that has the the issue of of paying the salary. I mean, paying the the fee that we would have got. I mean. I think Lazaro is is a good signing for Benfica. The, the the right back spot for them is has been a notorious weak link. So I think I think it's, it's a good deal. It doesn't seem to be that uh, that huge amount of money. So I don't think it is related to to John Mario because I feel like if you're adding John Mario, which was like seven point five or eight point five they wanted, and Lazaro, which was probably probably be like another eight, it would be like sixteen million in total. But see, I actually. I actually thought of this exact. I thought of this exact thing too yesterday because it didn't make sense in my head. Because it's like Juan Mad. So you have Juan Mario that they are. Oh, basically, they're. You could say that they're they're using him as a shield, basically, to pay seven point five or eight point five million to enter. Basically, they're laundering eight point five million dollars to enter through Lazaro. But it's not like Lazaro is some wang where it's like he's just going to fucking disappear into the nether regions once he gets here. Like, he's in theory going to be the starting right back. Like, he has a market value of like 10 million or something like that. He's not just like some nobody, right? So it's like, what is so it's like, so th- so it's like, seems like Mefica's getting like two and Inter's only getting one, right? So it's like, Mefica's getting the player, they're getting to two players, and Inter's getting 8.5 million. It's two to one, right? It's not a fair trade. But what else is Inter getting? Inter is getting spared having to pay us $30 million. So they're saving $30 million and then giving them a 10, 12 million euro player. So in the end, they're basically handing them a 12 million euro player for free. But it's not for free because in the end, it saved them $30 million. So they actually netted plus $18 million, you know? And that's what I think it is. I think that's like the fraudulent angle of the deal. Because none of that would have been possible if they didn't cut Juan Mario loose. Do you think that covers them with FIFA, though? Do you reckon FIFA are like... They've, yeah. they've covered their bases as, as far as they're concerned. But the one thing is they, they Sporting did, 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 did propose an official offer and they just cut him loose rather than sell him for money. So that's the one thing that looks bad for them. So we got to hope that that's the critical detail. And the clause you know, is deemed illegal. And the clause is deemed legal. But we just had that positive ruling in the Osasuna case exactly. like two weeks ago. So I'm thinking that the clause is legal, you know? Yeah, exactly. I was just about to ask that. So do, do we have a court date? Uh, Thing was asking. Where is it? Uh, Johnny. I don't, I don't think we I think it's probably been submitted and it'll take like months to process, you know. It'll be years before an official ruling is given. Resolution is Rafael Leal took like two years, I think. And then there'll still be appeals as well on the result once it's deemed. They'll just keep appealing it. Like, let's say we win, like, they'll still just appeal for another two years. So, yeah, it's a long road, but I think think we got a shot. I think we got a shot. And in the end, if it gets us thirty million, it'll be honestly worth like the two year, three year pain in the ass. Facts. Uh, just to end it off, just a quick summary. Uh, under twenty threes, we got Kiktana in from Roma. Um, that Domingo Andrade guy from uh, Angola. Um, after that, from the B team, and of course on the other twenty uh, nineteen team, I should say, 
We had uh, Marco Cruz, uh, uh, Porto's uh, young captain, from the under, uh, from the sorry, from the B team. We got in uh, Vandu Felix from Le Chouinge. Uh, we had Kiku Felix from what team is this again? From Felgeiras. Um, and we also got Jose Marsa, who I believe, you know, seeing how thin we are in, um, in defense, we'll be seeing him shortly. And then, of course, we already went through the A team. So let's go through the uh, Family Count game then. Um, Just a quick one. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Bruno no, no, Tavares no. and Rodrigo yeah. Reggio have left. And like that, Bruno Tavares is obviously like a. Bad boy, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I, I hope he goes well for him, but I can see him being like one of them. Like, what if this player didn't do this or like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, I've never been to Varzim before, but I've been to Family Count, which is just down the road. Varzim seems like a pretty nice beach town, so plenty of trouble for him to potentially get in there. So <laughs> they should have sent him like to the fucking like Alan, like just like the bumblefuck Alan Deju or something, you know. I don't know if Farzine is the, the best move for him. <laughs> yeah. <fair. laughs> but anything is better than Lisbon, I, I assume, then. So that's the epicenter yeah. of problems that he could get into. <laughs> Fact. Let me – you bring up a good point, Sam, actually. Let me go through – you know, we lost Antunes, we lost Lamor, uh, Fernandes, we lost to a free transfer. Uh, Ilari went on loan with no option to buy. Plata went on loan with an option to buy. Pedro Mendes went on loan uh, with an option to buy, but I think we have a buyback clause as well. Um, Rosier went on loan, but with an option to buy, or with a mandatory buy. Pedro Marques, is that a mandatory uh, or an option? I can't remember now. I, know I, don't even like know. I don't even know if there's an option on that one. Fair enough. Uh, but Taglia, you know, Eduardo Rizic, dead weight. Camacho did end up going to build in his style. I remember the last time um, we were talking about... That uh, move was so low-key. I thought it collapsed, and then it got, like, low-key secretly announced, and no one, like, cared or, like, realized for, like, a Kevin day. Kalu <laughs> on the wings. Yeah, yeah is Kalu <laughs> signing, bro? I haven't seen anything about that yet. I didn't like see that, that either. Um, I think he did. I think, like... Did they they got to get him in, bro. I feel like, I feel like they're they running out of time, bro. They got to um, get Kalu in. We finally... I wanted to talk about Sporad. He finally did leave. Option to buy of $8.5 million. Not getting triggered, boys, and his middle bro, his mills bro, going up. Yep. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to go straight back up, a hundred percent. And it's just, I think Dude, another QPR, one QPR, QPR good. looking good. Not going to lie. Uh, mm. Yeah, I doubt Fulham. They'll probably be missed. They'll probably finish exactly where they finished last year, which is like eighth, like eight points off the playoffs since. Sparrow will score like seven. If they couldn't so. do it with Balassi, they're not doing it with Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Luis Philippe going to Santa Clara. I don't know. Were we alive when we were talking about him? Two years without playing like professional footy, coming off of uh, ACL tear. Uh, what do you guys think of that? And is there an option to buy? I don't think there is. I think there not is. Not sure. There might be. I don't, I don't think yeah. it's anything like. I think don't think it's anything too expensive but um I, I don't know it's a good move i think for him i don't know how good it is replacing um carlos jr who was obviously on fire for them yeah. with luis felipe i mean a brazilian for a brazilian i don't know if that's what they were trying to go for i guess but definitely, definitely. big shoes to fill but um, I, I i wish him luck Same. 
to answer like the question like of to answer this chat question about Marseille, yeah, I think he's injured. That's why he hasn't played yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fair. Um, yeah, and then Kuresh Tondela, we'll see. No option to buy. I think he'll be back next season um, in a good role for us. Uh, and yeah, that's it. And of course, what do you Diaby, think of that, that comment off with there. Marcel Kaiser. Okay, this is Jeez. a high. There is no way. It's a potential good hot take. It's a potential good hot take, but there is no way. How many is Philippe scoring, bro? How many is Paulinho scoring? That's the bigger uh, question. Uh, Paulinho over it's under 10. Over under 10. Point five. Over. I think he's going to get at least 10. Okay, there's no fucking way Luis Sleep scores 10 now. Honestly, I'm only saying he's over 10 because he's playing most of the games. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, mean, dude, I would argue that there he could play all the games and he could still only score seven, though. <laughs> you know? Luis Sleep? Yeah, they don't no, have no, Europe Paulinho, bro. Paulinho. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> nah, because he's do a goal every, like, five games. Yeah. Maybe more, he has maybe loads, seven loads of good chances. It's just that either Absolutely. one the keeper saves them all, or he just skies them. As, as I soon feel as like the keeper does. Game. The keeper does make a lot of good saves on him. Like he does get fucked by that. Like he never gets That's, one that like bounces through the goalie's legs. I feel like that is true. But also, we'll, we'll talk about Family Kong in a second. The the fucking header he had in front of the net that he just fucking headed right to the fucking keeper. Come on, man, you can do better than that. <laughs> How and then he does sky it a lot. Too. Gonna gonna bet. Is, is he gonna put money down? Is is he that? Yeah, company? juice box. What are you saying, bro? I mean, if I'm like Vegas, I'm setting the Luis Philippe odds as like over under like four and a half. And I mean, if Paulinho scores less than that, my guy needs like help, dude. He, Quick he question: already... Did Lincoln did Lincoln leave Santa Clara? Because if not, I think Philippe has a good chance of getting seven eight goals. I'm not. Didn't they just shed their entire team like in the last just before their second fucking game (laughs) against Partizan? Yeah, they did. Fucking morons. That's how I feel like Philippe's gonna get like a good amount of burn. Is he their penalty? Would he be their penalty taker as well? Do you think Luis Felipe? Oh my god, no way. Mm. They have that like they have that that, like they have that midfielder who's like the captain, right? They didn't sell Lincoln from what I can see. They still got it. Uh, I'm looking gone. at the departures and it still says he's still there. Okay. Um, yeah, interesting. They always saw the Mal, though. They did release him. <laughs> I think he signed for... Uh, I think he signed <laughs> for... Who did he sign for? Estrella de Madora? Estrella, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go. Um... Yeah, I, I, but Santa Clara also sold their keeper, right? Was it some? No, Gilvicente sold their keeper. Design. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Dude, signed him on a free. Yeah. Signed him on a free in sold June. Him for four. Flipped him for four in August. Sheesh. Not bad. <laughs> Juicebox saying Luis Felipe will score nine, ten goals. Oh. So Juicebox, damn. how much are you saying Paulinho then? That means Paulinho's gonna score like eight or seven. Does this guy remember who Luis Felipe was? Like, I mean, he was not a bad finisher. But El Matador. Dude, that'd be sick. Shakhtar. That'd be sick. That's the second time I've seen Shakhtar in the comments. He's 10, bro. We're making bread off of him in, the, like, the Ukrainian market. Yeah, that's a good point. Because Santa definitely can't make can't Nah, make nah. We could sell him for, like, five mil if he scores 10 goals. Sell him to, like, Saudi Arabia, just like yeah. Ukraine. 
<laughs> All right, Juicebox, get back to us. What do you think Paulinho scoring then? Um, let's go to the Family Count game, and then we'll quickly touch on Portugal before ending it off with some Moodley Dodge. Uh, Sporting with our fucking our kryptonite Family Count one one. Family Count embodying what Stuval was for us um, in the first division a few years ago. Zanenet, uh, man of the match performance easily. Uh, Inasu Quach Fadal back in the back line. We had Ishgayu, Nunu Min scoring an own goal on his uh, last game for Sporting, <laughs> potentially, of course. Uh, Pelinga and Mateusz Nunes in the midfield with Pot, Paulingu, and Jovan up top. Substitutions of Nunu Sanch, Poru, who looked great coming on. Uh, Bregansa, Tiaftumaj, and Tabata right at the end. Um, Sam, I'll give it off to you first, dude. What did you, what did you think of the game? I thought we, this was probably one of the worst performances I've seen since Amarim took over. I, I'm looking back on like last year and I know there was a draw to Rio Ave in there, but in that game, I thought we dominated. We were just un unlucky not to score. With this one, Fumilico in the first half were just the better team. And I think even the second half, they were the better team. They could have scored at least four or five and they had so many opportunities, luckily for a Dan being in net, who was just in the form of his life. And I mean, their goalkeeper was good too, but I think a Dan... It shows how good he actually is. I feel, I feel like Dan goes a bit under the radar with some sporting fans. And we, we questioned him last year a lot because it's just like he wasn't facing enough shots to form an accurate judgment. It's like we're, these teams are getting one chance and it's like going wide. It's like we, how are we supposed to evaluate the goalie? But he's, yeah. And then that one shown, game against Villeneuve-Stav was horrible. He, yeah, he has shown that he's actually a pretty good goalkeeper and not just we're not conceding chances. Yeah, but overall, I, feel, I, I genuinely thought that for Milikau, especially the first half and a bit from like the second half to about the 70th minute, deserved, deserved to win. They were the better team. They were outplaying us, uh, uh, what I think anyway. Um, for Dahl and Inacio, I feel like I had a, a bad game. Coates was non-existent sometimes. As guy who got a yellow card in like the, the first five minutes, which I think ruined the game, the referee was very yellow card happy as well. Um, I I was I just think I don't know if it's like a mentality thing that is familiar cow or familiar cow just definitely do play better against us, but I feel like there's that mental block we need to get over, and the fact it didn't happen this time is annoying. Um, I just don't know. It, it's really difficult. We, Paulinho was bad. He had so many chances to score and miss so many. Um, I just. It was such a poor performance all round, apart from literally a Dan. Pedro Porra came on and we were great. Obviously, Polina got the the equaliser, which was uh, which was a good good finish, but definitely needed to be a lot earlier. And you know, I thought it was going to be one of the games last year where we equalised and then we score in like the 90th minute with like a Coates header, but but not to be. But um, yeah, Polina Polina got a yellow card early as well, and. Probably should have picked up another yellow at some points as well. Very lucky, I thought. Um, there was two challenges in there that deserved more of a yellow than that first one because that first one was all ball. But I agree. Yeah. He, he, seeing that first one, he should have got a second one on one of those challenges. This referee was awful for both teams, oh. I thought. I I thought even for Lecao would get in getting robbed we were getting robbed he, he just was he didn't have control of the game and i feel like he just wanted to 
give yellow cards for no reason. Like the first foul of the game, the first two fouls of Manukau and Sporting both resulted in yellow cards, which is, never happens. Ridiculous. But um, yeah, it was just really, really bad performance. We need to step it up. Hopefully this international break gives us a bit of rest, gives a bit of like, um, what's the word? A bit more, more energy when we come back. The sale of Nuno Mendes definitely going to hurt the team, but I don't think he played too well. Inacio had that ball cleared off the line, 100%. I don't think there was communication between him and Nuno Mendes, which, I mean, it does happen, but it, it shouldn't. But it's sad to see Nuno Mendes go on an own goal. I but, think that I think that maybe yeah. they could have actually saved it if they didn't, like, clear it off each other. Like, I think yeah. if Nuno Mendes wasn't there, I think Inacio might have actually saved it. Yeah, 100%. But other than that, I feel like... We were lucky not to lose at some points. Adan was was fantastic, but we need to be a lot, lot better than, than we were against from Lecao against Porto. Agree. How about you, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that we were like it was actually one of the few games where like there's not too many games we play where like we like could easily or deserve to get battered. Like they had so many freaking chances. Like, in, in the first half, like, in the end of the game, like, I'm looking at the expected goals, and I see it's 1.6 versus 1.5. Like, I, I, in the end, I, I actually can see how that is. Because, like, I would say Family Cone was probably on top for, like, 60 minutes, and we were probably on top for, like, 30. Um, but, like, they definitely had the better of the chances, for sure. But, yeah. like, we definitely, like, put them under pressure um, at the end, uh, pushing for the equalizer, which I honestly, like, did, didn't really even feel like it was coming that that much. And then it just kind of did off that corner from Palinha, who, like, again, another goal, but not a banger. And honestly, like, not a good game overall either. Like, that, that's a 5.7 because of the goal. Like, that's probably a 4.9 without the goal, you know. It's, like, it's, it's not a good Palinha game. I thought he was actually very poor. How much of that comes from him being conditioned from the start? Because I That's agree with true you. Too, also. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of these games he's going to get thrown out. It's coming. It's 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 so inevitable. <laughs> I don't think he has yet, yeah. but it's so it's so inevitable. What um, are you saying? Like a, a banger? What what do you mean? Like a oh, red? Getting, getting red, a red, either a double yellow yeah. or, or especially like, after everything that happened last season. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then I guess I mean, yeah, it's 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 just it's poor. I mean, it's not it's not good enough. We never controlled the game from the beginning. I think Amoni said that like it was just it was bad from from the beginning. Um, like Jovan Gonzalez, pulling you like art. None of them had good games. Awful. Pulling you probably the worst of them. And like I. I him and Pot for me. I feel like Pot was invisible the whole game. Yeah, Pot was invisible. Yeah. Paulinho was in your face bad. Well. Paulinho was in your face bad because he was he was involved. Pot was just bad because he didn't do anything or get on the ball at all. Um, the one actually, the one good thing I will say was Poro. Like he's yeah. got to start the next game. He was electric. He was honestly like one of the only good aspects of this game. He created like five chances in like less than thirty minutes. Um, I, not to shit on Esgayo, but like I think Esgayo's performances have looked like that. Um, 
He's, and he's too defensive as well, but Poro always adds something on the attack. Poro gives us more. Poro gives us Yeah. Poro gives us more overall. And if as Gaio as your backup is a fucking luxury. And honestly, I feel yeah. like as Gaio can also be he can be like the utility outside back now because yeah, as we talked about, you can invent a little bit and put in a sense there. You can put an absolute liability, Mateus Reyes there. But honestly, I feel like as Gaio on the left is he seems more willing to like switch sides so he could just be our utility outside back i think that might be the best role for him because yeah we i think we kind of slept on poro a little bit because like oh as first couple games as guy has been very good so we don't need poro he's got he's gotten like eight successful crosses in his first game like we're good but yeah i think his performance has leveled out a little bit and uh yeah i think uh i think poro is uh I think it should be Pora in the next game for sure. And uh, to be honest, like we've seen the same thing happen with Rinag, up and down performances. Like it's not like this guy just is going to sit there now. Like they're he could uh, he could threaten the Spartan spot on the left. You know, if Rinag is in a string of poor performances because he's still young and developing as well. So I mean, I think the ideal situation is that Loki happens and then uh, Vinag doesn't hit his games, and then we can have a decision to make. Uh, Otherwise, if we just just keep starting him, keep starting him, he's starting and he's playing okay, he's playing okay, we're not going to have a choice in the 10 mil because it's just going to be mandatory if he plays whatever. We still don't even know how many games it is, 20, 25, 30. But, like, if he's playing every game as a starter, like, he'll presumably hit it. And if it's not that convincing, it's like we don't really have a choice on it now, you know? Facts. Facts. You guys hit the nail on the head. Um... Not a lot of causes in the game either I can think of. Um, the only question I asked, due to form, but it's a big game, so I, I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement. Next game, Paulinho, uh, after what we've seen against them, against Family Kelm, do we start Tiago Tomaj instead? Or Giovanni? No. no. <laughs> or Giovanni? Or Giovanni? I yeah. cracked myself right at the end. Yeah, we should. <laughs> no, I don't think even Giovanni. I, I, a lot of people are saying that. Paulinho will get better with Sarabia, and I hope that's true. What? I mean, makes sense me, what? What is that? How is that going to make him better? Like, the thing he, is got good, he got good service in this game. I mean, yeah, that is true. <laughs> but he also, I, I see the argument where Paulinho does, um, he's like a Harry Kane where, like, obviously he just doesn't score like him, but where he comes deep to collect the ball and, like, help out, and then, you know, maybe we can have him trailing in or something. It's just he doesn't put those chances away. That's, that's the only Maybe Maybe he – you know, like the uh, like a like a four four one one. Maybe he's, like, mm-hmm. a, a support striker and he's not good on his own. I don't know what yeah. the, the deal is, but whatever it is needs to be fixed because, dude, he's our fucking base – is he our record signing? Yeah, by, by a long shot as well. Yeah, dude, he's our record signing. Hand, our record signing, handpicked by our superstar young manager. Like, by the he way, has the to s- work. Second, or the only person second to him is Baz Dost, who in three seasons scored like a hundred something goals and still got shit on for being ass, deservedly at times. And he still bagged a hundred goals. So yeah, get scoring, bro, or they're gonna run you out of town. He also got shot on for like getting 100k a week. <laughs> like, <laughs> also deservedly fair. What's I mean, fucking? What's this guy on? I bet it's not that little. He's probably one of the highest. Yeah, he's probably top 
probably like Coates, then top, he's probably somewhere. Top like seven, top six, yeah. Honestly, yeah, maybe top three, top four. I'm maybe thinking Coates, yeah. Pudinga. No, Fidal might be getting bank, actually, thinking about it. And they're done, too. And low-key, like, Bataglia and Renan are also, like, up there. Yeah, yeah. Renan making fucking 1.3. Hilary, you know. <laughs> yeah. So the list is not what you expect the list to look like. It's definitely not based on merit at all. Because there's... Inacio's renewed his deal, like, three times, and he's still only making, like, 600K, I feel like. <laughs> not bad for a kid, bro. Fuck. Not bad I'd for a kid, but, like... Kid. I'd be pissed if it was a third of Elordi, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, just, just um, keep with Paulinho, yeah. I reckon. He, he, he does get the chances. It's just the finishing is the issue. He gets in the space, which is good. It's just that last final shot or touch or whatever that happens. He just, I don't know. It might be a confidence issue. Like we said before, he's the highest paid player. Probably in the back of his mind, he's not—he's not a popular figure amongst sporting fans at the moment. And we know some of them could be a bit harsh, especially on Instagram. I think he still had his comments off. He also like isn't January. like super like outgoing and stuff to like make us like you know like fall in love with his like charisma. He's not that type of guy either. So it's like the only thing for us to latch onto is his performances, you know. So if they're not there, mm-hmm. there's just. Hate Rodrigo Fernandez thirst traps, so we can all sort sort of appreciate him. Or Sporar with his dogs, get like a big fluffy. Dog. Yeah, like anything, dude. Sporar is Sporar is awesome, Sporar also like, yeah, he puts his life out there, so like you feel more connected to him. At least, even if he's not like talking, you like at least feel like you like know what he's doing. I feel like he tried saying, it first. I remember he put a picture of his family, and I think after you had a bad game, loads of people like shat on his wife. Jeez, like, <laughs> that that's why he restricted comments because they were like giving like really bad comments to his wife yeah. and and stuff, which which I mean, is terrible. embarrassing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying dogs are hit or miss, bro. I remember we ran William out of town because all he would do is post about his dogs, bro. <laughs> he also he rescinded his contract, so fuck that guy. But I'm just saying, like. Before he rescinded it, his dog was great, dude. <laughs> I can't believe people actually cared about that shit. It's like it's Instagram. Yeah. It's like, who cares? He was low key on the Rodrigo Fernandez wave, where like if you looked at his profile, you wouldn't know he played professional footy for Sporting. You know? Yeah. That was always the vibe. So the way it ended was, uh, I guess, kind of predictable. Facts. <laughs> um. All right, man of the match. I just want to say, Rossi is Instagram when he first joined, wearing like Gucci and like design stuff. Get Paulinho on that as well, like <laughs> designer clothes. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious, dude! If he just started flexing, like <laughs> <laughs> exclusively, like on his Instagram, <laughs> I was dressing the way Rosier dressed. <laughs> that would be that'd be wild. <laughs> That would be wild. <laughs> I don't think Pauline could pull half of that shit off, bro. I know, dude. You better start banging him in before you start doing that shit. Sucks. Um, all right, guys. Man of the match for this game, and then we'll talk quickly about uh, Portugal. It's a Dan. There, there is I mean, no one else, I think. Yeah. Just just to add to that, um, if you're wondering where the predictions are, none of us got a single point. So it's exactly the same as last year. We all predicted win, <laughs> right. and no one predicted Pelina to score. So. It, it stays the same. Stays the same. And who's on top? Is it Steph still? Yeah, Steph and Steph I think a right? joint nine. So are we gonna are we gonna predict the uh, the Porto game? 
Yeah. Uh, okay. and Nando, I don't think Nando, we're doing... Nando didn't vote as well last time. I did push him for a vote, but he didn't give one in the end. So allowed to say his is not a void as well. I mean, nobody got points, so it doesn't hurt. True, but before the game, I was like, oh, I'm just going to put it down as a draw or like as, as a loss and put it like a familiar cow score. You might have got a point. But yeah, you might have got a point if you did that, yeah. We'll just go null and void. Fair. Um, yeah, agreed. Azan. Or even Jaime, because he was. Yeah, he was or Poro. Most... Those are the only two for sporting that I like their performances. And Poro was only like 20 minutes, so I'll go exactly. Azan. Um, all right, next game. Uh, you guys take it away. I did not watch a single minute. Uh, Portugal beat Ireland two one. Are we top of the group still? Not no. We're we're second. We right? are we are because Serbia oh, didn't play today. So we're okay. we're we have ten. They have seven in a game less. So fair. I didn't watch so, the game. I, I was still working, so I I didn't get a chance to watch it either. All right, Chris. That's you, bro. Take it yeah, away, man. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. It looked like a lot of Portugal games that we've seen where there's just like not much going offensively. Ireland was pretty content with that, and they really didn't look that threatening, except they had a couple chances in the first half. They did absolutely nothing in the second half. Offensively, they did. They just were content to sit back. Um, so the Ireland goal wasn't really a shock when it came. It was more just like a damn, what? like this is really going to be that bad. It wasn't. It's not going to be normal bad. It's going to be really bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy that what ended up working out that well in the end. Uh, Ronaldo, ridiculous, missed the PK, missed the fucking record, and I was going to be like, oh damn, the record is going to fucking keep haunting him for like the next fucking five games all we're just gonna worry about is like we're not like he's missing these chances for the fucking record so yeah dude he just obliterated the record out of nowhere clear and uh yeah i mean ireland bro it's just that's that's gotta be devastating i mean if they win that game they can think that maybe they are like on the fringes of maybe being able to think about making a run at the playoff. But now it's just like, you're probably fucked. Um, and that all changed for them in about a span of five minutes. So uh, unlucky lads. <laughs> <laughs> unlucky indeed. Our next game against Qatar. Is that uh so that's a friendly. I see. Yeah. Because I think we've, we have like one of the odd numbers or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only have five teams in our group. I just uh, wikied it right now. Um, so yeah, yeah, so that's I mean, why Serbia didn't play, because every match week there's going to be one team that's sitting out playing Qatar, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense then more now uh, why we got rid of Inasi. What's the point of him just playing the friendly? It's not like he would play against fucking uh, Ireland today anyways. So. There is a third game, though, on uh, next week, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we have a week at international break, so we're on. We have to so wait. yeah, so feel free to see, feel free to not play Polina in any of these games. By the way, Polina started, was happy. He wasn't. He didn't play that well, um, and he. I mean, feel free to sound off in the comments. That's a fucking penalty kick. He committed a penalty kick. The the announcers kind of were like, "Oh yeah, uh, I don't remember who it was." One of the Ireland attackers is off balance already. The ball's coming in. This dude is free in front of the net. He's like eight yards out. And Paulinha plows through his back, 
one second before he shoots the ball, like eight yards out, like in front of the goal. And the ref did a, there was like a stop and he was hearing it in his ear and they didn't even look at it and just play on. But I mean, for me, for me, I do not understand how that wasn't a penalty kick, which would have been like two, nothing Ireland death blow bad game for Polina. Feel free to not play him anymore for instance. He doesn't need those minutes, especially, <laughs> especially in a friendly. Fuck that. That sh- you should be playing the Mateus Nunes in this friendly to get him like permanently locked in. But we're not even doing I don't that. Friendlies, so friendlies don't count though. You can you can just be friendlies. Oh, oh shit! And like this, I was gonna say Ronaldo get your record in this game. But one Qatar is actually pretty fucking good. Probably better than Ireland is anyways. And yeah. two. Uh, we don't have to worry about that nonsense anymore. So Ronaldo can sit now and it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Um, random question I just remembered. I was going to ask you guys. Do we get anything for Ronaldo joining Man U? No. Because we already no. got the money, right? Do you keep getting? Because we got, cause that's what I'm saying. Like we got, okay, obviously we got when we sold him to Man U. We got him, we got some money when we when they sold him to Real. And correct me if I'm wrong, two years ago, we got something when he went to Juve. It's because United had a... So, we had a set-on free from United. United had a set-on free from Real Madrid. So, when Real Madrid sold him to Juventus, Juventus had to give uh, Real, uh, Man United some of the money then in case went to us. So, but because they signed him, they don't really get a, a set-on fee anymore. So, we get nothing. Got it. I, th- got I believe. Michael oh. saying we got 300k from him, but... Not bad. It wouldn't make sense. I, I, I maybe, <laughs> but I, I, maybe. I, I thought it was was nothing because United, United didn't have a sell on fee from Real Madrid. From Juve. From Juve. That's from Okay. Interesting. No, from, Interesting. from Juve. Sorry, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Sorry, this is a random question. Uh, yeah. Qatar, feel free not to play him. Azerbaijan, feel free not to play him. What do we think of the we Azerbaijan? Can, if we if we play like shit and heavily rotate the team. We will literally be guaranteed to lose to Qatar because Qatar is actually pretty good, and they're going to be trying because, like, they're like trying to like I, I feel like get their shit together. They just played really well at the Gold Cup. Like, I don't know. I think that the Qatar is actually pretty good. Like, I whatever group that they end up being in, like, I feel like they're a threat to advance, especially in like a group that has like two teams that are like favored, and then they're the third team. Like, I definitely think they are a major threat. And Ronaldo is definitely yeah. playing at Azerbaijan because he always scores against them. <laughs> oh yeah, facts. Dude, thank God Lithuania is not in our group, bro. He just, he just can't stop scoring against Lithuania. He decimates them every time. I think he has like eight goals against them in his career in like three games. <laughs> yeah, Serbia playing Luxembourg. Maybe the Portuguese people in Luxembourg can get us something. Yeah, Luxembourg's nice now, bro. That's that's the, right. that's the yeah. third team in the group. It's not Ireland. Ireland's three games, zero points. Ireland's cooked. It's Luxembourg that is the third team in this group. So make of that what you will. Who's in third, though? Azerbaijan's in third with six. The other two have zero. No, sorry, Luxembourg. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Who did they beat? Uh, they beat they... Ireland and Azerbaijan. Okay, let's go, Luxembourg. Do it for the two guys back home. Against Serbia. That's going to be a huge game. Serbia-Luxembourg. Yeah. yeah. Even a draw would work for us, you know? They're on seven mm-hmm. points. They'd get eight. Yeah. yeah. So, we actually, as far as Portugal is concerned, definitely rooting for a draw on that one. Oh, for sure. At least. At least. Um, and then, yo, 
Chris, Canada, USA. No, sorry, USA, Canada, I should say. Is that this weekend? That is the next weekend. I think this weekend, Canada play, Canada play, sorry, tomorrow, Honduras. When do we play you guys? Yeah, Sunday, the 5th, United States, Canada. Damn, bro. This is it. Is this the Hex? Um, this is the Hex now. Oh, shit. I think it's more than, yeah, it's the Hex, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys got out of that group with all those Caribbean islands. Good shit. Thanks, bro. <laughs> First time in a long time. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, wait, bro. so who are the final six? Who are the final six then? So it's, I know we play Honduras. And then after that, so hold on, hold on. Just a quick side note, guys. Yeah, um, I'm sure a lot of our followers are Canadian or American. From you, so Canadian and American, yeah. exactly. So it's Canada, Honduras, Panama, Costa Rica, Mexico, Jamaica, El Salvador, USA. Because Canada okay. play Honduras so it's, on this. I'd say the only the only change from the last hex is it's Panama Canada. out, El Salvador in. Oh, and Canada too. No, Canada's in. El Salvador. No, Panama's in. Panama. Sorry, Panama, Costa Rica. Um, no Trinidad. No Trinidad as well. No Trinidad. No Trinidad. No Haiti. I think Haiti was in last time. If I'm not mistaken. Damn. Yeah. All right. So all these games matter now. We're finally at that point where the World Cup qualifying games are for real. That's real. All right. With the Let's hex, go. I believe it's and with the hex, I believe it's top two make it, and then the third go to a playoff. No, it's it's top, top three, make, three it, make it, and the fourth, goes and to fourth goes to a playoff. Yeah. So my the US managed, in, U.S. managed to not qualify at all out of that. They finished in fifth. That's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. That is crazy thinking about it, but. Let me just let me just say, uh, USA, Mexico, top two, Canada. We're we're sneaking in that third one. Costa Rica. Dude, remember when Panama forth, you know? got in on the final day? They went to the World Cup yeah. automatically. They're fucking. That was crazy. That could be you, dude. That could be you guys. It could be the streets Especially of Toronto. The in- Would the streets of Toronto be mayhem if that went down, or is the fan not, base not following? I'm, no, I'm I'm going to look right now for tickets for tomorrow because maybe <laughs> I'll watch tomorrow's game against Honduras here. Maybe <laughs> you should go. Though. Why not? I would, if I get if I can get some friends to come with, I'll probably go. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, sidetracked. Uh, predictions against Porto boys. Oh, actually, sorry, Mudalidades. Just quickly, the, the ladies won the Super Tasa. I don't know if anybody uh, watched that game. I I didn't, but I I seen the highlights afterwards. Uh, Brenda, what's her last name? Perez with a goal and. Um, What's the, what's the first? The goal? second goal was some really goal. bad goalkeeping. <laughs> it was. Name. It was horrible. First <laughs> goal was uh, Diana Silva crossing it into uh, Perez. Beautiful goal. Beautiful girl, by the way. Perez. Oh my god. <laughs> I seen. Uh, I seen Lokuj. Uh, was it Lokuj or was it Mundo Leon? One of them were simping over her, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the ladies won the Super Tasa two nothing, huge win, uh, big confidence boost. Good for the uh, for Mariana who, who came in as a as a coach. Um, gets off to a winning start against uh, Befica, so that's huge for us. Um, some Paralympic um, winners, uh, the the, the um, dude from Shot Put, I forget your name. I know he won a medal, and then the American dude, who out of nowhere, is. Uh, is linked to Sporting, won a gold medal in the Paralympics. Uh, linked to Sporting? saying he's an athlete of Sporting. I'm saying linked because I don't see a one single thing with him <laughs> in the Sporting gear. So, guys in the chat, let us know, man. Is he? How long has he been signed for Sporting? Because this is a, it's a little questionable <laughs> on my end. 
<laughs> Dude, they probably gave him like a 1,000 euro like training stipend <laughs> or something. I don't. <laughs> hey, but shout out to him. If you want to explain everything uh, on how it went down, feel free to come on the podcast, man. Facts. I forget his name, but feel free. Um, yeah, so let's go to prediction time. Uh, next game in the 11th. It was announced not that long ago. Uh, your boy may or may not be watching that game live. We'll see. Uh, Sporting Porto, Clásico. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, predictions, and what do you think guys think of the game overall? Ooh, I, I feel if if we go in like we did against Fabio Cal, we're taking an L. But I want to say that hopefully, with a lot of the team rested, Bar Polina will be playing in the friendlies and qualifiers. That we should definitely be better. But I'm also going to go for a dark horse result here. I'm going to go 3 0 win. And I'm going to go Pot, Paulinho. Three, did playing. you just say 3 0? Yeah, I'm going for it. I love it. The I only time it. I bet on a, a, school, a football match this year was um, Portugal versus Hungary. And I in the, the Euros, and I bet 3-0 and everyone laughed at me, and it happened. Especially if we were like 1-0 we 1-0 up in the 70th minute as well. But anyway, I'm going to go 3-0, Pop, Paulinho, and let me go Inacio. Mm. It's going to look like so that. stupid. It's going to be clipped so much. How is Paulinho going to score? Uh, probably like a, a tap-in, like a rebound <laughs> of someone's shot. <laughs> I was gonna say bicycle kick, but yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with. Down. Fuck it. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna be more pessimistic, as always. I'm gonna go with a one-one. That's uh, what I was Luis, thinking. Okay. Luis Diaz from their end, and on our end, on our end, uh, Palina is gonna continue his hot streak. No. Let me revoke that. Matilj Nunes. He loves a big game. Last mm. time you revoked a goal scorer, they went on to score. I just want to point that out, Danny, in the Braga game for friend Sergio. So you might want to want to change your mind again. <laughs> Fuck, that's right. No, friend Sergio didn't score, did he? He did. He did, yeah. Oh, he did. Fuck. Because you changed it at the last minute. Because I think Chris. Okay, but hopefully I'm still right. But it's like 2 1 or something for us, you know? Are you going to go with 2-1? You're going to go 1-1? One, one. No, no, no. I'm going to go with a 1-1 one, because one, I'm pessimistic as fuck. Okay. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hmm. I probably am wrong. I was thinking 1-1 one, one also. But since you went 1-1, one, one, I'll go 2-2. Uh, because two, two. Hmm. didn't we didn't we tell them 2-2 two, two last season, actually? Yes, I think Sporar got an assist on like, the last goal. Vieto, Vieto, yeah. bro. Oh, Vieto, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just seen them with uh, fucking Matilda Pereira. I totally forgot they're both at Aldi Lawson. Boys, together. dude. What a duo. That's yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm going to go 2-2 uh, for them. I'll go Tony M- Martinez. Seems like he's kind of on a hot streak. Mm. And uh, Pep off of a set piece. And then for us, Pot and uh, 
Okoro. He's going to score. Mm, I like that. I like that. Free kick or what? Uh, no, nah, he's just going to get a through ball in. He's going to cut in and he's just going to rip one. I like that. <clears throat> I like that. All right. He's got a little uh, banger in him. He's proven that he has the banger in him already. It's not just us suspecting slash projecting that he has the banger. We know that no, he has Pauline, the banger. <laughs> Palinga has a banger in him, bro. He showed us last year as a banger in him, bro. Come on. <laughs> uh, Sarabria, he gets minutes this game? No. Maybe off the bench. I, I, don't, I don't think. I don't, even, I don't think he's going to be on the match. Because uh, I think he has played for Ah, uh, But he's going to be with Spain, though. Yeah. So we can't even get to training right now for this week, you know. So I doubt it, to be honest. Short week, new transfer, big game, doubt it. But maybe. Sure, sure. Um, Poto definitely probably starts. Vinok definitely starts, Dave, by the way. Um, all right. That is uh, 123 in the books. Uh, we'll see you guys next time for some two big games, uh, Porto and Ajax. Um, it's been real, guys. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. You know the drill by now. Spartan160 underscore EN. YouTube, Spartan160 EN. Uh, Insta, Spartan160 EN. All that good stuff. Facebook, Spartan160 EN. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. You guys were sick today, as always. Um, yeah. See you guys soon. And uh, you are Spartan. Yeah.